You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. on Christmas Day. Third and final hour here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Saturday evening, December the 9th, hurtling towards Christmas now. Keith, you having a good time tonight? Even yeah, after all these years, do you still enjoy coming to work? Oh, absolutely. And as much as I like Jimmy Durante, I want you to play the original by Gene Autry of Frosty the Snowman mm. and Rudolph the Red, mm. Red Nosed Reindeer. And he also, you know, he did basically every Christmas standard. Here comes Santa Claus. And he was also a millionaire. He owned the Los Angeles Angels at one time. Did not know that. Yeah. He was a good businessman, and he had that country twang in his voice that is just unmistakable and just makes you feel like uh, you're you're – curled up with your family in front of a warm fireplace folks uh, it is always a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be with you especially so at christmas time i think even after all these years keith and um we want to keep it going uh, I, I, you enjoyed tonight's show absolutely i got another one for you i want to say on there i i want you to play i want you for christmas by betty boop all right Oh, now we're getting out of control. No, it's really good. All right. Great song. Now, uh, we mentioned uh, what we want to talk about this hour is uh, what's been going on in Congress, especially the Republican-led portion of the House over the course of the last couple of months. But making the rounds this week, uh, you can check it out, and we'll put it up on TPC's website as well in the coming days. Uh, when I get these interview requests, I like to cluster them to where they all kind of take place in rapid order so they're not just, well, Christmas tree, the calendar, uh, so to speak. I uh, had a sit-down with uh, Tim Murdoch on Monday, John Friend for the American Free Press Report. Yesterday, Friday, if you're listening live, Sam Bushman on Wednesday, and we'll get these up on uh, our website. But uh, what I was talking about with John Friend uh, yesterday was – what we're talking about right now. Uh, basically, I'm just taking the notes that we had and in, in, in conveying them here now. Uh, but uh, Tucker Carlson, in, in addition to the interviews that we mentioned last hour with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Alex Jones, he had interviewed Representative Thomas Massey, the Republican member of Congress, from a uh, member of the House from Kentucky. And our friend uh, Rick in uh, South Brooklyn writes that he heard the Tucker Carlson interview with Thomas Massey and that Massey came across as very bright, that he mentions uh, the deep state, the psyops, and the military-industrial complex. 
Thomas Massey is the real thing, folks. Now, uh, Rick from South Brooklyn uh, wrote that he also seemed to have a libertarian streak. Uh, he wears, for instance, this electrical gadget on his lapel. Uh, by the way, as a background, Thomas Massey is an MIT electrical engineer by his training. Yeah, or scholarship. Uh, but uh, this uh, gadget that he wears on his lapel displays the U.S. debt in real time. That's a side issue, Rick, in South Brooklyn writes. It should show the decreasing number of whites in real time. But he's the best we've got and the best uh, we're going to get. And he has a sense of humor, which is always a good sign. Got into a lot of trouble this week by Chuck Schumer. Uh, he posted, uh, Thomas Massey did on his Twitter account, a meme uh, that has two images. One says American patriotism, and it has it says Congress these days. And under the caption American patriotism, it has a man sort of just doing like a football stiff arm. He's looking in the other oh, direction. Oh, He's shooing it, shooing it away. And then it says Zionism, and it's got the same guy uh, with a thumbs up. He's smiling. He loves it. Uh, and he got into a lot of trouble for that. But he's been the only one voting reasonably in the last couple of uh, months out of uh, the, you know, the it House. It is absolutely remarkable how sold out our Congress is to Jewish power and influence. Like you said, 342 out of 512 combined congressmen and senators count APAC, American Israeli Political Action uh, Committee. That is the primary donor to 342 of our members of Congress and Senate. Uh, uh, so, you know, including our new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, headline uh, in the most recent edition of American Free Press, written by John Friend, America or Israel first, GOP's Representative Massey vilified for supporting America over Israel. Uh, so a lot of stuff Chuck coming. Schumer sure doesn't. <laughs> You know, that's why that's the guy that really came down hammer and tongs against Thomas Massey. But Chuck Schumer is a prime example of what's the matter with America's Congress. Yeah, no, he, no, he, no he's kidding. He's a dual citizen and he favors well, you the Israeli think... position whenever there is a conflict between what is in the best interest of America and the best you would interest think it's of the Israel. United States, with Israel. The United States of Israel. And, and for this guy, Thomas Massey, who's trying to put America first, he's the outlier there. And even Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was so great in that Tucker interview, she's been a mixed bag on these as well. But here's what's been coming out. Now, remember, again, and we've mentioned this a couple of times, you go back to September, it looked like the GOP was ready to jettison wasteful spending. They were taking this anti-war position with regard to Ukraine. And that was why I thought, that's what the, we were told, that one of the you know, the biggest reasons they were removing Mike McCarthy, then they get this cuck Kevin evangelical. McCarthy. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, Mike McCarthy was actually the referee in some UFC fights. That's, I guess that's in my. <laughs> he was also an Ohio congressman back in the day. Uh, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but then uh, you get this cuck evangelical uh, Mike Johnson. From Louisiana, Southern Baptist. And then now he, he's the biggest war hawk. He can't do enough. But so much of what they're doing up there is, pardon the, the term, ladies and gentlemen, but it's masturbatory. Uh, you, you, you have here just a couple of days ago, the House of Representatives voted to condemn anti-Semitism by a vote of 311 to 14 in favor of a resolution to, quote, strongly condemn and denounce the drastic rise of anti-Semitism, end quote. The resolution clearly and firmly states that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Now, 92 Democrats voted present, 
But to, to say that if you are America first and you don't want to get involved in a morass in the Middle East, that you are anti-Semitic, that is what they're saying. In other and words, if, is, you, if you are for an America that is not totally in the thrall of Israeli Jewish interests, then you are a bad person. It's Mike Johnson, it's absolutely grotesque. He's sickening. There is nothing more repulsive than an effeminate man. Nothing more repulsive to men or women or anyone than an effeminate man. What happened to curbing wasteful spending and funding the war, You know, defunding the war in Ukraine? This is literally the agenda of the House Republicans. This is the only thing that they are doing. I, the, the, Brad Griffin writes, you know, I've, we've lost count of how many bills and resolutions like this have been passed over the last two months. It's been at least a half a dozen. Some of these are just resolutions in word only we condemn anti-semitism but that takes a house vote i mean what are you talking See, this about this is zionist occupied government well they want That's to what we have in america they want to virtue signal to their donors to apac that they're good little goys this is send, nothing. send some more money it's embarrassing it's unserious and this it does nothing this isn't a law this is just a feel-good resolution or you know that nobody in real america who's paying twenty dollars for a big mac cares about this we'll be right back Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, americafirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T.com, americafirst.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
right, back uh, to the show we are, and back to the embarrassing nature of the GOP side of the House. Not that the Democrats are any better, except that they are with regards to the Israel question. Uh, for a, the exact opposite reasons, they've come to the same conclusion Politics that we make have. strange bedfellows, as I say. But, uh, yeah, so APAC um, is the biggest donor to Mike Johnson. So, you know, if you want to figure out what's going on, that's the, <laughs> pretty. This is what Brad Griffin calls ZOG, Zionist Organ- Occupied Government. That's what we have in America. So in addition to passing this toothless resolution condemning anti-Semitism, it's not a law. You're wasting time. People are out there suffering at the grocery store, at the gas pumps. But we're going we're gonna to waste time while we lead, uh, while we have the majority of the we, uh, while, while the Republicans. It shows exactly where they stand. They are... They put the interests of Israel and the Israeli state and Zionists well above those of the citizens that actually vote for them. If you want to do a resolution addressing the situation in the Middle East, say, we're America first. We really have no vital interest over here in this sandbox that has no oil. Uh, this is you know, where the, the, the space where Israel occupies. There's no oil there. Uh, you know, y'all, y'all figure it out. Y'all been fighting forever. You'll continue to fight forever. We want uh, peace and goodwill to all of mankind. Y'all figure it out. We'll but set. We don't have a our dog. fight. The, the best thing we could do is say we don't have a dog in this hunt, and we're not going to get involved. That's right. Well, that, but they didn't do that. They 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 passed this thing saying that if you're anti-Zionist, you are an anti-Semite. Which what is an anti-Semite? You know, I I wrote all of this in my book back in 2010, racism, schmacism. A racist is a white person. A white supremacist is a white person who doesn't hate himself. An anti-Semite is a Gentile, and a neo-Nazi is a Gentile who has openly disagreed with a Jew. That that is actually what the words really mean, the way they're used now by the media. But I guess when they say anti-Semite, they want you to think you want to Holocaust the Jews, you want to kill all of these people for no good reason, you're just ignorant and violent, that's what they want you to think. So now to say that you're anti-Zionist, you were all of that as well. If you're not willing to commit the entire American treasury to the defense of whatever Israel wants at the present time, then you are an anti-Semite. And then, if that wasn't enough, that resolution, they they are fighting anti-Semitism on campus. Now, this is, again, I don't know any other word to use to describe it except for embarrassing. you got these House Republicans holding hearings, hearings uh, that present Jewish students at Harvard as the most discriminated against portion of our population. Most discriminated in favor of. They are the 2% of the population, what? but they're over one-third of the student body of every Ivy League institution. What in the hell are you doing? Republicans holding hearings on anti-Semitism at Ivy League campuses. Now, what's going on there? You have all of all of the pets of, of the left and of conservatives. You have all of the... The, the beneficiaries of diversity, they're not on board with the, the Israel genocide bandwagon. So they're actually getting the chickens have come home to roost on this. Michael Tracy, who's a you know very witty commentator, <laughs> writes, it's so hard to be a Harvard student these days, pretty much the most oppressed, marginalized segment of society. They need our urgent support. But here's this, Keith. You've never heard, I doubt anybody even the people who might live in his district who could be tuned in tonight have heard of Congressman Dale Strong. I had to look him up. He's a member of Congress. He represents a district in Alabama. Dale Strong is a Republican member of the House out of Alabama. Doesn't have a national profile. Dale, Never heard of him Dale before. Dale not so strong, probably. 
He writes this, today brave college students, he's talking about Jewish students at Harvard, shared moving and deeply disturbing accounts of anti-Semitism on their campuses. He's talking about Ivy League campuses. What's going on there? You have people, non-whites, on that campus who are expressing a diversity of opinion, and they call that anti-Semitism. Sounds like they're exercising their First Amendment rights. On the other hand, they were brought into America by Jewish power and influence under the Great Replacement Theory, which, you know, uh, obviously is not a theory. Uh, This is what... The Great Replacement Fact. Yeah, that's what Tucker Carlson called it uh, recently. And see, there's no way in the world that anybody... See, the Jews are being lumped together with white Gentiles. And they like to do that when it suits their purposes to uh, disguise and um, masquerade and camouflage what they're doing, but they don't like it now. On the other hand, white Gentiles are 60% of the U.S. population, but they are less than 20% of the student body at every Ivy League college. So consequently, you know, uh, we had Kelly McEnany, who is this, uh, I think, Fox News uh, bimbo that they have on Well, she there. used to be Trump's... Uh, Ho-bag. No, no, come on, <laughs> come, on come on. She used to be his press secretary. She was the one, you, know, you got that black woman in there now? What was she? Could, uh, White House uh, s- spokesperson or something. Yeah, like that. she was yeah. the one that held all the press conferences yeah. at the White House. Well, anyway, she said that... White nationalists, white Gentiles, should not be allowed to attend. Well, she actually called them white nationalists. Uh, to that, I would uh, answer uh, her. Uh, uh, I, Harvard. Uh, Harvard or any of these uh, I, I, other Ivy League colleges. How many white nationalists are at Harvard? And, and by white nationalists, they mean white men, white, straight, heterosexual Gentiles. How many of them even Harvard <laughs> to begin with? There's probably none there even anyway. Well, they would have to be all of that plus people that are advocates of the white race. I guarantee you, if there is somebody like that in any Ivy League college, they're going to try to hunt him out and run him out. So, but, I mean, again, yeah, all of these people, why are they concerned about Christians? Why are they concerned about Americans? Why, why all this priority for Israel? What have they ever done for us? There's nothing. They've been a yeah, This is a Christian nation founded by Christians for Christians. I don't want any— Why in the world are we uh, basically pledging all of our wealth, all of our treasure, all of our efforts, all of our blood and military efforts— to a group that represents 2% of the U.S. population. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, this thing is, I don't wish them ill will or harm or any of the things that they're inflicting on the uh, uh, Gaza Strip right now. But uh, I, they're not my priority. My people are my priority. My nation is my no, priority. Basically, we should take the high road and not be involved in this. Instead, what we're doing is making us appear as an oppressor to 90% of the world's population. All right, we got to go quick here. But uh, so, again, we're talking about, I mean, what is going on up in this Republican-led Congress now with the cuck Mike Johnson? The top priority of Republican voters is the hostile climate of anti-Semitism that uh, Harvard student, Jewish Harvard students uh, encounter. Poor, poor uh, Jews going to Harvard are our primary uh, oppressed that class in America And now. passing, again, toothless masturbatory resolutions. Silly ass-kissing is what it is. Condemning 
or equating anti-Zionism with so-called anti-Semitism, holding hearings where these Jewish students at Harvard could talk about how bad they're being treated because people have a difference of opinion on the campus about the genocide that's taking place. And then here's this. House, this is another vote. House of Representatives votes to affirm Israel's right to exist as, uh, as a nation. Well, has anybody ever even suggested that they shouldn't have their own homeland? I want everybody to have their own homeland. When you are saying quit indiscriminately bombing hospitals and, and laying phosphorus gas on these little babies, uh, that that's not well, to say that you don't have a right to have your own nation. But the vote in this one was 412 to 1. 412 to 1. All that people are saying is stop killing babies with indiscriminate bombings. We're not saying you don't have the right to exist. Uh, but We're 412 to 1. And who was the one that voted against it? Thomas Mass. You got it. Yeah, well, see, this is what is happening now. It's not enough to support Israel over every other group, to basically jettison the idea that diversity is our greatest strength, apparently not in Israel. In, in Israel, uh, diversity is the worst thing in the world, and they've got to get rid of all the non-Jews. That's what we're supposed to believe. But not only that, we're supposed to pledge our lives, our money, our treasury, our military, everything to them and if you don't do that if you are not 100% fully in on Israel's side in this particular uh, uh, conflict which is basically a genocide it is to send all of the Palestinian Muslims out of Israel and if they won't go the Jews are all right with well, killing Well, Nick them. Griffin said this recently, and it was a good line. He said that this is the world's first televised genocide and that Israel is completely surrendering the Holocaust cudgel. By doing this, <laughs> they're doing everything they said. Uh, they're doing a Holocaust that makes the so-called Holocaust of World War II look like child's play. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. The conflict between Israel and Hamas continues to escalate in the Gaza Strip, prompting the U.S. to emphasize the importance of prioritizing civilian protection by Israel. In an effort to address humanitarian concerns, a major crossing from Israel into Gaza is slated to reopen, facilitating the transportation of essential supplies like water, food, and medicine via trucks. The current death toll from the war has surpassed 18,000, with 140 individuals still held hostage in Gaza. President Biden resorts to name-calling in an attempt to get Ukraine funding passed on the Hill. Lance Pry has more. The clock is ticking to get aid to Ukraine. This week, President Biden called Republicans extreme in an attempt to get his funding approved. Extreme Republicans are playing chicken with our national security, holding Ukraine's funding hostage to their extreme partisan border policies. Petty partisan angry politics can't get in the way of our responsibility as a leading nation in the world. Republicans are opposed to passing the measure unless Democrats agree to border policy changes now that 12,000 immigrants a day are entering the United States illegally. The pilot flying a medical helicopter on its way to pick up a patient in northwest Iowa was hit in the face by what he thinks was a duck that smashed through the windshield. We're canceling the mission. 
Will you make other arrangements for us? We've hit a bird. The bird hit put the helicopter out of service for repairs. The Wings Air Rescue pilot says he was a little bit dazed, but not hurt. Next year, the airline industry anticipates a record number of air travelers with around 4.7 billion people expected to fly. Projected net profits for the industry in 2024 are estimated to reach $25.7 billion, reflecting a 2.7% profit margin. This surpasses pre-pandemic levels, exceeding the 4.5 billion travelers recorded in 2019. This is USA News. Okay, I'm talking funny because I'm in the witness protection program. I have too much credit card debt, and I don't want people to find me. Okay, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about credit card debt. Right, those plastic things that we all have in our wallet. Are you in your 50s or 60s, and you're still carrying around a mound of credit card debt? Wouldn't it be nice to start banking that money and save a little money for retirement down the road? We help people restructure their credit card debt all the time. We show people how they can get out of credit Credit card debt in months, not years. Listen, you'll be carrying around credit card debt for the rest of your life unless you deal with it right now. We offer a free consultation so you can learn how you can finally wipe out your credit card debt and start saving money. Give us a free call right now. Call Debt Solutions Network now. 866-451-3328. 866-451-3328. That's 866-451-3328. You give the Republicans control of the House, and what do they do with it? <laughs> they turn into um, uh, Democrats on steroids when it comes to uh, well, the interests I mean, of Israel. The Democrats would be worse on every issue imaginable, except, except this, one. this one, which is such an important one. And, and the reason it is is they've been hoisted on their own petard, as Shakespeare said, because of their open borders policy, we got in a lot of Muslims. These Muslims are not willing to check their religion at the door they are totally on the side of the palestinians and they don't care who knows it they cannot be controlled like the gutless goy us gentiles can by oh if i say this i might lose my job or i might not get a promotion or this that or the other they are willing to come out and call a spade a dirty shovel as uh, my wife's grandfather used to say and because of that, it's sending alarm bells throughout the establishment in America that there is actually now a group of people that will call out this Zionist-occupied government that we've been living under for the past couple All of right. generations. So, again, to say that the Republicans have done nothing since they finally settled on a new speaker, Mike Johnson, if they had actually done nothing, it would be a vast improvement. What they have done is squandered the last two months— and what have we already covered this hour? And we're only you know, scratching the surface here. They, they have passed a resolution 
equating anti-Zionism to anti-Semitism. You can define that word however you wish. They have had hearings about how oppressed Jewish students at Harvard and other Ivy League schools are. They They're have probably passed, the least oppressed people in the whole United States. Passed a resolution saying that Israel has a right to exist. I mean, again, when did that ever come into question? What are we wasting time on that for? How about this one, though? This is certainly more And only Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey on all of these questions, and Marjorie Taylor Greene on some. Uh, only Thomas Massey, though, voted against the whole... He's only Thomas Matthews been right on all of it. But then you had you had this, which is far more serious. The House Republicans passed. They were supposed to be anti-war, right? You know, they, oh, they, yeah. they, they, that, that was something that we needed to get McCarthy out. They passed a fourteen point three billion dollar aid to Israel bill. Now, this is in addition to the billions of dollars in taxpayer funding that Israel just gets every year, you know, free and clear. This was in a, in, on top of that, another fourteen point three billion to aid the war effort over there. 214 GOP members of the House voted for it. 194 Democrats voted against it. That is against sending 14.3 additional, 14.3 billion additional dollars to Israel to help them genocide the Palestinians. Of the Republicans who voted against it, and again, remember, 214 GOP members for, 194 Democrats against. Of the GOP members who voted against it, only Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Green. So the most you can ask for apparently out of the GOP is to lose interest in for in, in funding one uh, unconstitutional war only to uh, have a religious fervor and zealotry to uh, fund this one in Israel. But to, to recap and then to you, Keith, over the last two weeks, uh, over the last two months, I should say. The Republican-controlled House of Representatives under Speaker Mike Johnson has voted to send $14.3 billion to Israel, condemn college students for calling uh, a ceasefire in Gaza as woke, authorize a war with Iran on grounds that it has weapons of mass destruction, give Israel war guarantee like the one that was given to Poland, which caused World War II. And as we said earlier in the program, we are now confronting a financial crisis. We have a $37 trillion debt. Five trillion of it is coming due. No one in the world, the Chinese uh, or other foreign groups, are interested in buying U.S. Treasury bonds to finance this. And what are we doing? We're up here going to load on a bank check to Israel so they can totally finance their genocide of the Palestinians I, you know, out of American pockets. In a way, I don't care. I don't care what they do to one another, in a way. I mean, if I had my pick, everybody lives in peace and harmony. This is the real world. I'm though. certainly not going to mortgage the future and the future of my children and grandchildren to help Israel commit genocide. Okay, but here's the thing about all of that is, and I think we need to be clear and we need to remember that the Arabs have never been the friends of European Christians either. And so to take this side isn't to say that, oh, my goodness, these Palestinians are our allies. They are our friends. They are our brothers. They've always been a problem. Both of these conflicting, uh, th these competing groups uh, in the Middle East have always been a problem to Christendom. They've always been. And both of them. And we're a Christian nation. One so of them is a bigger is problem than the other now. But they've always been a problem. Neither of these uh, groups are our allies. Neither of them should uh, and quite get frankly, we should not be involved in their affairs. Let them work it out between themselves. The thing is, we're losing credibility all over the world by siding with Israel. We're the only nation 
in the world that is siding unabashedly with Israel in this particular conflict. Uh, the United Nations uh, asked for a ceasefire. Only two nations voted against it, Israel and the United States. And because <laughs> the United States has a veto, there's not going to be a ceasefire that all the rest of the world, all the other members of the United Nations want. Yeah, with the economy being as bad as it is, which is always the biggest issue in a presidential election. Everything was going for the Republicans. Joe Biden's mismanagement of foreign policy from Afghanistan to this. And the Republicans are just because they're so cucked, they're just blowing it. And I guess, I mean, is it a good thing that they're showing their true colors in it well ahead of the 2024 election? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But this thing has almost reached like, a fetish level. It's almost sexual for them to be able to service Israel well, in this way. Yeah, well, the thing is, Israel holds a mortgage on the conscience of every Republican member of the United States Congress, that's both the Senate and the House of Representatives, with the exception, with the exception of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Thomas Massey. Certainly Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene most of the time, but apparently the, the message you're, you're getting from the Republican Party is that if you are voting Republican— and I've never considered myself to be a Republican. I voted for Trump. Uh, but uh, there is no place in the Republican Party for anyone who objects to plunging into a huge new war in the Middle East for the sake of Israel. Uh, and, and in fact, if you are against that, you are an anti-Semite. You want to kill them. Uh, Glenn Beck, we talked about this the last time Simon Roach was on the uh, oh gosh, show. Glenn Beck, spare I mean, me. You know, we played this clip uh, when Michael Hill was on the show with Kevin McDonald. It was at the League of the South, a remote broadcast first uh, weekend, I believe, in November. Glenn Beck said on his program that his purpose in life is to serve Jews. And he said much more than that, he wanted to become one. He's probably wanting to renounce heterosexuality and become a <laughs> homosexual if he can be uh, have sex with a Jewish uh, uh, person. Okay? I, I, it's, it, you, it defies belief, uh, the, 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 the extent to which these people prostrate, uh, prostrate themselves. They are whores. They are out-and-out <laughs> out whores, people. Wait, look at the Republican. Thank God. Thank God the RNC, the Republican National Committee, came out last week after it was these paltry numbers for the fourth Republican presidential debate, which is such a farce anyway because Trump isn't there and he's leading the nearest contender. He's leading the field by 50 and, and points. Nikki Haley, you know, you talk about someone that sold herself lock, stock, and barrel to APAC. That's well, I bet, yeah, but all of them. I mean, we like what Vivek Ramaswamy said about uh, – the Great Replacement, he wrote on his legal pad, The Great Replacement is a fact, all of that. That's good. He's 100% on board for Israel. Well, he said in this very same debate that he wants to impale the, the heads of uh, Hamas members. He's Vivek the Impaler now. Chris Christie wants to send American troops into Gaza, boots on the ground, to fight for Israel. Uh, Nikki Haley wants to ban social media because it's making Zoomers more anti-Semitic. Tim Scott wasn't even on the stage because he suspended his campaign to dedicate his life. In his own words, he left the presidential campaign, which he wasn't going to win anyway, but he said he left it to dedicate his life to fighting anti-Semitism on you college didn't campuses. Hear. The only thing you didn't hear was that Chris Christie was willing to go on a diet to support <laughs> If Chris Christie went on a hunger strike to support Israel, I might be a true believer in their sincerity. <laughs> then they would be sincere. 
but no, I mean, well, anyway, so that, that the fourth Republican debate, it was on like Newsmax or News One, had like 50, 55 viewers. And uh, but the whole thing was just how can we serve who's going to serve Israel the hardest? Not that any of these people are going to become the Republican nominee. They're all 50 points behind. But then the whole thing was about what we'll do for Israel. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, it's the most disgusting display of cuckery I've ever seen. All right. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, but we'll be back. That's not the end of the show. We still have one more segment. Uh, check out AmericanFreePress.net. Great issue. America or Israel first. Amer uh, the American Free Press, AmericanFreePress.net. We'll be covering this hard and heavy since October. We'll be right back. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime. There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. What do you think, Keith? Did uh, Phil Spector do it? He always does. No, no, no. Did he do it uh, in his murder case? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Come on now. Wait a minute now. I th Why would you say not? Well, Linda, if it's reasonable doubt, Linda Kenny Bodden, if you watch that trial, there's reasonable doubt there. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I really don't. It's like the war between uh, 
Hamas and Israel. <laughs> I, I don't have a dog in that hunt. Well, I don't know. Maybe he did do it. But, but you know, the, and then, we made a really good point, though, last time. Chris Christie, if Chris Christie wait a minute, we were still wait, 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 wait. If we if he could lose weight down to 150, then we might. 150, he'd have to lose 300 pounds. (laughs) I mean, if he can lose, if he can lose down to 150, he may may that may be 300 pounds. I don't know. He may weigh 450. Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, But no, was Phil Spector the greatest producer in the rock and roll era? Uh, he was the inventor of the wall of sound, okay? I think that the greatest producer of the rock and roll era was Chip's moment no. in Memphis. No. Yeah, he, the, he, he was a hit maker. I like pop music with the symphonic backing. Now, I'm not what saying you, he What didn't you do like good. is doo-wop, and basically what he was, he put took doo-wop to a new level. <laughs> Well, it's all good stuff, nevertheless. Well, you know, you, in the last hour, we spent this hour talking about the mismanagement of the GOP House. And, and I, we, we, worse than that. It's an embarrassment to the nation. The world is seeing and just all of how this stuff we are to Israel. All of this stuff, by the way, all of those resolutions and uh, decrees uh, pledging our fealty to Israel... If you've read the entire statement, it's like, whereas the Nazis killed six million Jews and whereas uh, Auschwitz was a very bad place and whereas the Nazis you know, killed six million more. Muslims are just as bad as Nazis. Well, no, 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 I'm just saying, but it, all of that's included in this. It's like, I mean, no, what does this have to do with the working class American who is out there struggling to get by? You're up here passing these two. government toothless- has nothing to do with those people. Basically, those people are the sheeple, as uh, Mike's, Michael Savage used to call them. They don't count. White people don't count. White people are there to be exterminated, as Marjorie Taylor Greene said in her interview with Tucker Carlson. But I'm just saying, you've got all of these issues that are very real. The border. You know, why hasn't the Republican-controlled House done anything about the border since Mike Johnson? Literally, because Israel wants an open border. Be, literally everything that they have done is what we've covered this hour. It's all Israel all the time. Now, one thing has been done that would benefit an American. Yeah, and they'd say, for example... Um, it's certainly not a white Christian. Yeah, right. Uh, is there anything, any position to take on anything you've got to consult APAC before you can say yes to anything, if you're a member of Congress, a Republican member of Congress in particular? Well, people have to stand up. I mean, it's cliche, it's simple to say, but stand up in any way that you can. I haven't shared this story on the radio yet. This is something that actually happened a few months ago, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you now. You know, you got a problem with the churches. But I will also tell you that if a strong man sets an example and fills the leadership vacuum, that people can't be turned around. And I'll give you, I'll give you just one example. Uh, so there are homeschool co-ops that offer tutoring in certain subjects, and we belong to one. And we had this open house night back at the beginning of the school year, back in August, and you can go up and you can meet the tutors and you can uh, you know, go through the curriculum and decide if you want to take these these classes. Well, we went in and we'd been taking a history class, and the history was very good. Uh, but it was partitioned into four different sections. And the last section, part four, was 
history from the 1800s through the present day. And I'm thinking, hmm, I got to take a look at that one because there's bound to be some trouble there. And we went up there, and my wife and I, uh, we went and we met the tutor, and we went into the classroom, and we looked at the book. And then there were several other parents there. It wasn't just us. There, it, was, it was a pretty busy uh, place. But I'm thumbing through the book, and we had thought about enrolling our, our oldest daughter into the class, and I'm thumbing through the book. My wife's talking with the teacher, with the tutor. And I just said, yeah, I, I just you know, I appreciate it. I really appreciate what you're doing, but I don't think this is the class for us. And I was just going to leave it at that. I didn't want to make a point. I certainly didn't want to make a scene. Uh, but uh, the teacher asked me, well, what problems do you have with the curriculum? And I said, well, you know, it's just some of the things in there aren't really what I teach my kids uh, about this particular episode era, in history. era of history. And uh, but again, you know, best of luck. God bless you. And I was ready to walk out. She said, well, no, you know, actually, if you don't mind, you know, could I ask again? Because I found this curriculum to be very Christ-centered and actually somebody that I know wrote this particular book. I'd, I'd really like, could you be specific? And I said, well, so much of uh, the history from the middle of the 20th century onward has been politicized, even in Christian schools these days. You know, when I went to Briarcrest in the early 80s and in, in early 90s, through the 80s and early 90s, I never heard of any of the things that they're teaching now. And I, this is what I said to this to this tutor. And uh, I said, first and foremost, I'm thumbing through this book, and I have a big problem with the civil rights content. I said, Martin Luther King may be a hero to you or to Russell Moore or to other professing Christians, but he isn't hero, a hero of mine, and I don't teach my kids that he's a hero to anyone. And I, I just from a strictly Christian perspective the fact of the matter is in in dr king's own writings at the crozier seminary you can find for yourself if you care to dig into it this is exactly what i told the tutor he denies the virgin birth he denies that christ was the son of god he denies the physical resurrection of christ and he denies the inerrancy of the holy scriptures now these are serious and as far as i know unrepentant statements so this book right here is presenting him as the moral exemplar to christians he is our christian hero but he could could he even be properly called a christian while espousing these positions and, and i said in this you don't have to take my word for it ma'am this material is easily available for your study at the stanford university website where you may see these words in dr king's own handwriting and so to me far from being a christian hero that makes him a, an apostate a heretic. a heretic yes and certainly not a figure that i want presented as a role model to my my children and i didn't get into all of the other stuff that i know you think that you know i would have gotten into uh, all of the stuff that people on this program know i didn't say oh by the way do you know that i'm james edwards and i uh, i've interviewed the you know the, the guy who arrested you know, rosa parks and i didn't get into any of the political stuff i tried to leave it on a level where she could understand how's your christian hero when he was not a christian at all he denies all of the fundamentals of the faith. all the stuff that's in the apostles creed basically well here's the thing that happened Keith. he denied here's the thing Two other mothers who were in the room within hearing distance, after I left, they came up to my wife and I, and they said, you know, I, 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 we don't want to rock the boat. We didn't want to say anything, but we, we teach our children the same thing about Martin Luther King. And it's, it's just, I've never heard anybody actually speak up about that. And uh, that, that, you know, I, you know my, my, I'm going to tell my husband that 
we ran into somebody who, who spoke. So this is what I'm saying. If you had a man in church who wasn't cucked, who, who wasn't a Russell Moore or a, a, a David French or wasn't a, a fearful Steve of being Gaines ostracized or J.D. Greer, you know, all these, these are you'd have to. This is insider Richard Land. Southern Baptist baseball here. But if you had a man who would step into the moment and harness the energy, you could take back the church. You could take back the country. I know Trump is the avatar for this, and he says some things we like. He's certainly not the guy, but maybe he'll lead to the guy. Uh, but he's certainly done some good in defanging. Uh, fang- he discomforts the right people. And he has def- it, he has numbed people to the charges of racism and anti-Semitism. Or not anti-Semitism. They, they certainly, uh, you know, he's certainly uh, Judeo. Uh, 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 <laughs> he, he's as much of a cuck to Israel as any. Not anti-Semitism, but uh, <coughs> racism and, and white supremacy and all of that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, so that, that that's what I did. And in just in that one moment, two women came up and said, wow, yeah, we, we actually do the what, same what thing. What was the teacher's response? Thank you. I mean, you know, it was, it was polite. It was cordial. It wasn't combative. It was, she's, oh, okay, well, thank you for sharing that with me. I, don't, I doubt I made a dent, but I'm just saying I, I tried to present that in a way that it would fly with them. I didn't want to get into he was a communist and here's the whole thing. They're not ready for that. You have to talk on their level. They, they want to talk about the Bible, so let's talk about the Bible. But I did make one more statement, though, in addition to that. And I said, and by the way, uh, I don't teach my children that they should dishonor their ancestors. I take the commandments seriously. I see some of the stuff here uh, about the, the war between the states. Uh, and uh, the SBC, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, has certainly trimmed its sail to fit in with modern society on this matter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, ma'am, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson were pious Christians, and uh, these people were our heroes, and there's no shame to bear in their cause or in the fact that they lost. And if I have to stand alone in that belief, then I will stand alone. That doesn't concern me. But my children will be taught that they are heroes. And uh, so, again, I'm not going to pay. And the cowards are the people that are tearing down their statues or acquiescing to And I'm not going to pay hundreds of dollars for my daughter to take a class that's going to contradict what I teach them. And well, it, it, or contradict the truth. That's what's important. Well, so th- there was all of that. But there was all the stuff you would think about the Indians. and uh, Only for you, James. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that was back in August. Uh, Danny can attest uh, to that. And uh, uh, But a lot of World War II stuff. I mean, you would think that a footnote about Anne Frank would be enough, but how about a whole chapter? <laughs> so this is the stuff. And I, it certainly didn't touch any of that because, I mean, if you if you can't even – if they can't even wrap their minds around the fact that a guy who wasn't even a Christian at all is not a, the greatest Christian hero uh, that any of our ch- children should... They're beyond hope. Yeah, you're, you're certainly not going to reach them on some of that advanced level stuff. But anyway, we need your help to stay on the air and to continue to tell the truth wherever the truth may be truth, found. the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Uh, support our work. You have to do it by mail because we're banned everywhere else, and uh, we would appreciate it. And we've got, well, we, you know the incentive gifts. Uh, check your mailbox if you haven't gotten that fundraising letter. Christmas card for the Edward Christmas uh, card, uh, the Edwards Christmas family photo up at thepoliticalcessible.org. For Keith Alexander and our guest tonight, Jonas Nielsen and Simon Roach, I'm James Edwards, and we'll talk to you next week if what? If the Lord wills it and Jesus tarries and we don't get nuked. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody.